Welcome to more than a few words of marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And I'm really excited about um, our guest today. But first, I'm going to let uh, Jay Mattingly say hello. Hello. I know it's been two weeks for fans, but I'm back, and I missed all of you. And it hasn't been quite the same without you. But joining Jay and I this morning is Will Hardison. Um, Will is the founder of Media Plug. Will, thank you so much for sitting in this morning. Well, I'm, I'm ready to get this thing going. I think it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> I expect nothing less. Um, I have a feeling I may have to referee you and Jay. Okay, <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so, but I'll definitely do my best to keep it under control. Perfect. Well, let's start off with, Will, for those folks um, who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Um, I'm Will Hardison. I started uh, a company called Media Plug. Um, in September, it'll be a three-year anniversary, so we're pumped about that. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Um, basically, we do web development, uh, more of the custom side, and we also handle uh, internet marketing for clients. Cool. And how'd you get started? I got started because I could not find a job. <laughs> um, really, not a whole lot of people know this about me, but I was really close to launching my own footwear company. And I've even I've got samples at the house of shoes. I've got a whole line. I've got the whole kit and caboodle uh, ready to go. But when I found out it was going to cost about a million dollars, I kind of put that on the back burner. Do you ever think you'll go back to that? Um, I'd, I'd like to. Um, it's really it's something that's a passion of mine, but I do understand I've got you know zero experience in that industry, um, and I still don't have a million dollars. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. I think that um, one of the reasons that, that we're really excited to have you on the show, Will, is because a lot of our listeners are business owners, and you've been in business with you know your own company for three years, but I think that a lot of what you have to say about what you learned resonates with our listeners. So, um, and I'll just go ahead and let you take it here. Obviously, you probably had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way, owning your own business and not really having that mentor. What are some lessons that really stick out in your mind? Oh, man. Um, you know, the, the biggest, what I would do really, if I, if I could start it over, kind of to twist your question a little bit, if I could start it over and, and do something from the beginning, the hardest lesson that I've learned is not creating a recurring revenue source. Um, from day one, and kind of what I mean by that is, you know, every month I've got to go out and find five new websites. I've got to find five new clients. I've got to find, you know, this and that and the other, and then I've got to hit the ground every month running to get new clients. So if I would have started some way to build them at the very first of the month from day one, I'd be sitting pretty pretty right now. But I'm still chasing hopes and dreams. <laughs> Three years later. Three years later. You know, I, I think um, that, and we do have some reoccurring revenue, uh, and I love those clients. Every month, every, yeah. every month, you, you you send those invoices. Um, but I think the challenge for a lot of business owners is when they're in project work, like we are, it's that set it, forget it mentality. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they go back often enough to reconnect. Say, hey, do you need an update? By the way, do you need this or that? Yeah, it's, it, it's tough because. I have done all the, the networking, you know, and I know Jay's in that now, networking and, and meeting people. I mean, I've probably got 5,000 business cards just from other people that I've met. And you get so bogged down with doing all the projects that you really do forget to re reconnect. Uh, I had a lady email me yesterday. 
I haven't talked to her in two years, and they want to update their site, they want to add a new page, and I, lesson learned, I've never thought just to at least just write an email and say, hey guys, you know, how you doing? How's the site? I know WordPress has really changed in the past two years, a lot of updates. Do you mind if I come in and kind of show you everything that's been updated? And so over the last three years, have you seen your business model change where you've gone to more of a recurring revenue stream? Have you put in place some of the systems that allow for that to happen? Can I honestly say no? <laughs> <laughs> you can honestly uh, say anything that you want. Spoken like a true business owner. I have not. Um, I've really tried. You know, I've tried the whole, you, you build a custom site for the couple thousand dollars, and you go back to them, um, and you say, okay, after we're done, let's put you on maybe, you know, let's just call it $100 a month. If you need me for a couple hours or small text changes, picture changes, um, you know, I'll be here, and I, I do have a couple of people that are on that plan, um, and I've also started to kind of lease websites, which is a whole other ball of wax. Um, lease websites? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, they don't pay for them up front, they pay for the design through the lease. Correct. Yeah, they, basically what happens is that they pay me to, to pretty much take a kind of a pre-built theme for WordPress and dump all their content in there, put it on a host, um, get it all ready to go create their email, get everything working, so to speak, for them. And then when they have an update, they get two updates a month, they can email those to me and I'll do them for them. Mm -hmm. And they just pay a flat fee every month. They didn't pay a huge, you know, upfront cost. Interesting. It, um, there's, uh, there was a company uh, out of Ohio that was doing that, and the initial fee to get into it was really low. Mm -hmm. And... What I noticed is if you calculate it over two years, though, they pay a lot more in the long run for the website. Yeah, I think, I mean, just like with any, anything, you know, I mean, it's kind of like that interest kind of comes into play. If you lease a car or, you know, you pay a payment over time, you're going to end up paying a little bit more in the end, um, but it kind of helps to wall it out in the, in the long term because you didn't have to pay that, you know, a couple thousand dollars out of the gate. And, you know, most people starting companies from scratch don't have three, four, five, ten thousand dollars laying around for a huge website. I mean it, it's a matter of cash flow. So it yeah. definitely taps into an interesting niche. Cool idea. Um you know, obviously as you've gone through the last three years, you've built a network of people that you can trust, people that you can go to for advice, which is critical to any business owner. And those people probably provide a lot of advice and have probably helped you and kind of mentored you as you've gone through the last three years. Is, a piece of, is there a piece of advice that kind of sticks out to you that you thought, you know, this really helped my business that you would give to a business owner who was starting their business? Um, you know, I have to give a lot of credit, uh, even though he's really hard on me. I have to give a lot of credit to my dad. Um, he, he, he also, he helps me. I mean, he does all the accounting, all that side, which is amazing because I'm more the creative side. Numbers scare me. Um, so, <laughs> don't you have an MBA? I do have an MBA. Yeah, okay, but, but they can't scare you that much. Well, they don't scare me that much, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot to be said, I mean, for keeping the books and keeping all that straight and knowing, you know, what tax forms to file at what time. I mean, it's, there are better uses for his business. Right. Okay. I'm not networking with Jay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very important to the business. Yeah. Um, but... I think, you know, he's always really just told me to stick with it. I mean, I've seen Media Plug where, where it has $25 in the bank account. And it's kind of like, man, how in the world? I've got a house, I've got a 
car. I've got a wife now. Hello, if she's listening, Dallas. <laughs> um, but, I didn't say that, Nicole. That, that part we can, you know, when you told me if something happens and you want to edit it out, you, that might be one of those things. Um, but he just told me to stick with it, and, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I can say that I've stuck with, and I'm finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's the best advice that's been given to me, and that's what I can give to other people, is you're not going to become famous, rich, multi-million dollars. You're not going to live in a house on guys if you start your own company in the next three months. You know, you're, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. You know, it was interesting when you said that. Um, the thing I remember when I started Roundpeg, I was leaving a corporate gig. And what I said to my brother when I was, was doing it is, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can always go to court, go back to corporate. And what he said to me was, no. He says, you have to, because if you believe that, you will never run at it full bore. Right. And so you have to, you have to think that there, that there is no way back. And I played listserv to that for about two years. And then there was that moment where um, a friend of mine called me and offered me a job, and I realized I really didn't want the job, and I realized that, I, that there really was no way back. Um, and my whole attitude towards the business has changed, and I see so many business owners right now. I mean, I know you said kidding when you did this because you couldn't find a job, but there are a lot of people that can't find jobs. Yeah. And they're kind of toe in the water, and it doesn't work. Yeah, I think, you, I mean, you definitely have to be all in. Um, I've got definitely gotten sidetracked over the past three years. I've tried to start spin-off companies. I've tried different, you know, what my, uh, my dad's got a buddy that is a business advisor to me, what he would call a venture, mm-hmm. you know, instead of a company. And, you know, he considers Media Plug a company and all these other little crazy ideas that I have from starting shoe companies to, you know, whatever. Um, I'd love to show you a list of ideas that I have, but... Um, you know, you just have to stick with it and you have to be all in or else it, it's not going to work. And I think if somebody were to call me today and say, we've got a six-figure job waiting for you right here, I'd turn them down in a heartbeat because I wouldn't give up all the all the stress that we've gone into the past three years. So would you say that the, the unpredictability and kind of the volatility is your least favorite thing about being a business owner or one of your favorite things about being a business owner? Oh, man, that's a toss-up. Um, those, oh. those are huge words, too, that you use, and I'm trying to just uh, definition. I looked all of those up right before the, that's amazing. Yeah, so. we got in a dictionary recently. <laughs> it's actually a word of the day calendar. It's not a full dictionary. But, no, I mean, I, like, every day is a different day. You know, I mean, if I was sitting in a cubicle, I would not be here right now, and I wouldn't have just come from a meeting at Starbucks you know, at 116th and 69, talking to a photographer. And it's just, you know, every day is different. And, you know, one of the things that I do enjoy about Media Plug and probably one of my favorite things is you have no idea, like, what you're going to walk into. When you when you walk into I – mean, I've walked into buildings before of corporations, and they say, hey, let me, I want to show you something. And we open the door, and there's 50 muscle cars, classic cars, <laughs> just sitting there. Right. Yeah. I mean, all the way down to the exact car that they used in Gone in 60 Seconds. Eleanor? Yes. Wow. It's just amazing that, 
you just never know who and you know what makes somebody tick and what makes them get up in the morning. And I, I actually enjoy learning that about the other person. I think um, I'm the same way. I, I think that to do what we do, you have to you have to love the surprise. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with uncertainty um, because it does change. Yeah, and you, you also have to be very willing to. Let, I'm holding up my phone right now, but let this thing ring at all hours of the day and be willing to answer it. Yeah. You know, and there, I've come to almost to the point to where after five, I mean, I really do try to mm-hmm. try to shut it off. But there are a couple clients that still know that when they call, I'll answer. You know what? And um, very few of my clients abuse that, and very rarely do I abuse that with the small businesses that I work with. But if somebody's really reaching out on a weekend, there's a good reason. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, last Friday afternoon, at least they think there's a good reason. They think there's a reason, <laughs> and if they haven't abused it, I'm willing to give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, last Friday, I left the office early because it was a beautiful day, and I wanted to ride my bicycle. But I got a call from a prospect, and I wasn't willing to not take the call, so I just put my headset in and um, uh, came pretty close to selling a social media package mm-hmm. um, in three miles. So, you know, I think the flexibility is, is uh, something that's hard. It'd be hard to give up. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. And that's, you know, one of the things that Nicole, uh, you know, loves to give me a hard time about is the flexibility, you know, but, and then she does also understand because I ingrained it in her mind a lot that when this thing rings, I just never know what's going to be on, on the other line, you know, whether it's our site is down, our site got hacked, you know, this and that, the other, um, especially with RCA. When RCA calls, you're, you answer. Absolutely. <laughs> now, something that always interests me when I talk to business owners is, uh, every business owner has unique goals for the business and themselves. Is there an end game for Media Plug? What do you see in the future? How do you plan to achieve those goals? I thought I was going to sell it and remove it in Naples. <laughs> was that not our plan? I thought we were going to retire when we were 30, all move to Naples, and just live on live on a boat called Media Plug. <laughs> How's that I'm still trying to figure all that out. Um, hey, he's not 30 yet. I'm not, I mean, I got three more years. I got three more years. Um, the, I mean, really, the, the end result, I mean, I would, like, I'm, you know, I, I say to Jay all the time, but I'm envious of you that you've got an office and you've got employees, and I do have an employee now. Hello, hope you're listening. Or, or not listening, I hope you're working. More shout-outs than an episode of PRL on this episode of More Than A Few Words. Shout-out to my sister! Do I get, like, a 30-second shout-out? At the very end, you can say hi to Ray Ray and everybody down there. You know what? Get out of your no, no, I'm okay. good. I'm good. I feel like I think you go people. off track really quickly in the um, next five minutes. No, but I, I do like I've looked. I've toyed around with office space. I've looked at you know really having a spot to call home and corporate headquarters other than spare bedroom. Um, but I mean, it really like the goal would be you know to keep growing and to be able to hire, especially in this quote unquote recession that everybody talks about. You know, to be able to. You know, like Jeremiah, you know, he, he has an apartment now, he's paying bills, and, and just to know the satisfaction that I'm helping him do that through Media Plug, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It just feels feels great. You know, I kind of was, because um, I came at this differently. I, I know this is hard to believe, but I wasn't 24 when I started the business 10 <laughs> years ago. Um, 
And uh, I was coming out of a corporate gig where I had a large staff and had been responsible for a lot of people. And for the first few years around Peg, I didn't want that responsibility. I didn't want employees because I didn't want people depending on me for their paycheck because it felt like mm -hmm. hell when, um, when things went south in my corporate gig. And it took me a while to get over it. And, I mean, I love it and I love where we are now. Um, but, yeah, it, it was kind of a... I don't really yeah. want that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one thing that, I mean, stress is definitely one of those things that if I could change anything about running a business, it'd be, it'd be that. But I think it's inevitable that you're going to have stress. I mean, I lost, shoot, I was down to 175. And I was used to push 200. And I, and I lost 25 pounds all from stress. Women hate that. <laughs> Women absolutely hate that. Way back. Stop in your corner, Will. That men get stressed and lose weight, and we get stressed and gain. Well, it's all back if it makes you feel better. <laughs> it's all back. One of the things, and I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this because it fascinates me, uh, something that you guys do at Media Club um, is a lot of Facebook advertising and marketing done through Facebook. Um, I think that that's something that business owners, a lot of them want to try, but a lot of them are afraid to kind of venture out and do that because they're afraid they can't do it well. Um, so I would love any input that you have kind of on that specific topic and how you've seen it affect businesses you've worked with. Sure. Um, flag me down if I go too long. But, um, you know, Facebook, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, your profile is almost, you're filling out a target you know, demographic for a company. You know, when you when you throw in, I like Dave Matthews Band, or I like, you know, this type of food, or this restaurant, or this and that, the other, you're giving people, you know, ammunition to, to come look for you, because, you know, what you're doing there is on the back end of, of Facebook, they have their advertising, you know, kind of control panel, and you can actually sift through interest and, you know, relationship status. So, to put it in perspective, I play in a wedding band, and let's say that we, wanna, we want to um, play wedding. So I can go in and set my demographic to be people who live in Indianapolis and who are engaged. And so my ad for a wedding band would only show to the people who have engaged as their relationship status and who live in Indianapolis. I really love um, the fact that you can target so precisely because the cost on, uh, from as I've looked at it, the Facebook ads is actually less than Google, mm -hmm. and it's a much more targeted. It's not just because some random word showed up in their search. It really is being presented to people who are interested in the kind of things that I'm offering. Yeah, I mean, if you want to sell mountain bikes, you can put mountain bikes or outdoor cycling or, I mean, any kind of keyword that you can think of. And what's awesome is that, you know, Facebook will tell you within your, you know, area, 50 miles of Indianapolis, 700 people have outdoor cycling in their profile. So you know right then and there, man, I've got a target. I've got a pool of 700 people that I can show a mountain bike ad who also enjoy mountain biking. And I think that's the other thing with that is the idea that, you can look at a small target and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, people think, oh, thousands of people. You know what? Thousands of people don't need to know about Round Peg. Yeah. I need about 10 new people every month to hear about us, mm -hmm. as long as they are 10 people with money in their checkbook to spend on marketing. Yeah. I mean, I think I actually did run the wedding band scenario, and I think, you know, in Indianapolis alone, you've got 
oh, close to a thousand people just in Indianapolis alone who are on Facebook between the ages of 24 and 35 who would want to book the type of band that we're in. Um, you know, you've got a, a close to a thousand people, and let's say that all those people were engaged to each other. You've got 500. Take you 10 years to play all those weddings if you played every single Saturday. Mm-hmm. Take you 10 years. So you, I mean, you, you know, 700 people is more than enough. So basically, Facebook has become one of the best marketing research firms in the world. In a sense, yeah. I mean, it's it's really. You know, you can really get all the way down to the bare bones of what you're really looking for. It's um, it's scary. I mean, that that's one of the things that's really interesting about social media in general is how willing people are to tell and share things about themselves that they won't share up to a call to a market research. Yeah. I mean, on Twitter, um, there are tools that will look at what you talk about and. Cloud is actually one of them. Um, there was this great story when Virgin Airlines launched their flight um, from London to somewhere. They looked for people with high cloud and influence on the topic of travel. And instead of sending them ads, direct mail, or spending millions of dollars on TV to promote the flight, they bought them all plane tickets, brought them to London, and put them on the flight from London to wherever so they could have the experience. Why? Because they were all bloggers, they were all writers. And they were interested in travel. Yeah. So it, it's kind of fun. Well, I mean, it's just crazy to think. And you're right. I mean, if someone were to call the phone right now and say, you know, tell me what you're interested in, I, I would probably not tell them. But Facebook says, what movies do you like? And you're like, ooh, <laughs> let's plug that in. Because everyone needs to know that. Absolutely. So you work with a lot of consumer-facing brands, which I can see the obvious benefits. Of, of Facebook ads that way. MediaPlug is really a B2B um, company in that you're selling to businesses who are looking to market to consumers. Does that affect the way that you advertise for someone like MediaPlug, a B2B business versus a B2C business? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think I think the harder business to business is definitely a lot harder to do than business to consumer. I mean, you think of, you think of somebody... Um, like who owns a restaurant. Uh, I mean, I can think of 50 different things off the top of my head that a restaurant can do to drive and generate buzz on social media. A print company, not so much. I mean, it's a lot tougher because, you know, you're, you're, you're saying, you know, you've got to target somebody who happens to be on Facebook, who happens to also work at a print company or be connected to one. But I always tell people, you never know. I mean, you absolutely never know who that person knows, you know, and it's, it's, we were talking about networking, you know, face-to-face networking before the show, and, you know, you just never know who's going to be in that room. So you kind of have to brand it in a way and still kind of reach out a little bit and test the waters um, a little bit because you just never know who that person's going to know. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I want to go back specifically to the Facebook ads and, um, a lot of those appear in my sidebar, and I ignore most of them. Have you learned any tricks for designing those Facebook ads that make people more likely to, to click on them or, or reach out to them? Well, the biggest thing um, that I've found that works the best is to do what Facebook considers um, advertising to the friends of the fans. So what it does is it tells, so let's say, and I'll give a shout-out, client, Naked Monkey. Let's say that they, um, they want to run ads. 
They want to run ads on their Facebook, and they want to do the friends of their fans. So I'm a fan of Naked Monkey, so all of my friends will now see that I'm a fan as an ad. So it says Will Hardison likes and pretty much endorses the Naked Monkey. Nice. So it's kind of like me telling you, hey, um, the new Jay-Z album is off the chain. And I'm trying to use, I'm trying to use words that you understand. I can only think you dropping that knowledge on me. Thank you. But if I dropped the CD in your lap and said, listen to it, and you love it, you're probably going to go buy it because I told you so. Right. Because I'm a friend of yours. So it's almost kind of like that whole, it's like peer pressure. You're supposed to give in, you know. But it, it is, um, that's the whole thing with Google Plus, uh, the Plus One thing. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that, You've already checked it out, and you think it's cool. So that you know, if I see three different items come up in my search, and one of them's got a plus one from Jay, I'm gonna look at the other one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> but I think that you know, I, I do think in theory the endorsement. I mean, that endorsement works, and, and I would look at it and see that. I'm sure there. you would browse. You know. Absolutely. We have pretty much the same taste in absolutely everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're running out of time, and I've. Totally loved um, the conversation. Parting thoughts and also plugs and shout outs. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, five minutes. Full five you minutes. You can get five minutes. I don't know what to tell you. Man, you know, I, honestly, I mean, I had a blast. It, you know, it, it was fun. I was um, definitely a little nervous to come on. Um, I did not wear my power tie if anybody was not paying attention or paying attention yesterday. That's why there's no photographs. I did, I did not wear the power tie. I did not want to overpower the room. <laughs> Um, but it does have a 90% closure rate, so that's good. <laughs> His tie has a closure rate. So. <laughs> uh, and I always tell people that uh, I just left the ninth meeting, so I better close this one. So, um, But, no, I mean, honestly, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and chat. It's been fun. I really, I, you know, the only shout-outs that I had were mom and dad, um, hello, and that's not it, really. And if... Um People would like to learn more about Media Plug, they should. Well, I would not encourage you to go to my website, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, it's one of those, what's the story of the lady who, you know, who's the, no yes, when all her kids do not have shoes. <laughs> but, no, you can check out mediaplug.biz. Um, obviously, Twitter, at Will Hardison. Uh, you can follow me there. And we will be at Blog Indiana for the next two days. Awesome. So, so will we. Shout out to Blog Indiana. So hopefully if anybody wants more information, they can just seek me out there. Terrific. Um, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you coming on. I know it was a personal favor for me, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Absolutely. That uh, wraps another episode of More Than A Few Words. If you are interested in learning more about marketing, networking, small business topics, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.